in collaboration with the Australian Centre for Agriculture and Law, the International Society for the Study of Rural Crime, and the University of New England, the Centre for Rural Criminology is hosting a symposium on rural crime, justice and disaster, the impacts of, response to and recovery from it. So this event will be exploring the relationship between disaster and crime and will be looking at strategies for preventing and responding to it. Today I'm talking with co-director of the Centre for Rural Criminology, Dr Kyle Mulrooney, once again, who is one of the many spectacular hosts of this event and will be outlining the key issues of rural crime and disaster, along with Dr Alastair Harkness, the other co-director of the Centre. So Kyle's appeared on the show a few times before, so thank you so much for coming in again. It's fantastic to have you every single time. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, Ash. So you excited about getting this symposium up and running? Yeah, we can't wait. It's been, uh, oh gosh, a year in the making uh, with colleagues from all around the world, um, you know, just trying to solidify uh, its focus um, and ensure that we've got the right people in the room. So we're very, very much looking forward to November and, and, and kicking things off. Yeah, and there's a lot of really good keynote speakers as well. I was having a look at the agenda. Yeah, it's really exciting. So it's been a an international collaborative effort. For us, one of the main things right from the gate was to ensure that it wasn't a purely academic endeavor. Um, so we do have academics from the United States, Canada, and Europe coming over to contribute. Um, but this feeds off of actually the day prior, there's quite a large policing conference that will be amalgamated with the symposium on the second day. So we'll have a uh, quite significant turnout from uh, emergency uh, management personnel, police, um, and other community members that are involved in this type of uh, responding to these types of disasters in rural spaces. Fantastic. So in the past, we've discussed farm and rural crime and the survey that you guys are running. Um, so you're giving a talk about the key issues of rural crimes and disaster. Can you just clarify what is meant by disaster in this context? Yeah, so we purposely took a very, very broad approach to disaster um, as we're conceptualizing it. So, of course, you can think of air quotes, you know, man-made disaster. That is, uh, you know, the bushfires, droughts, floods, these types of things um, uh, and natural disasters, sorry, uh, that you see that you regularly think of. Um, but we're also conceiving of disasters in terms of political upheaval, um, even war, uh, Ukraine, Russia, these types of geopolitical issues that can have disastrous effects on populations. Um, and so it's really looking at disaster from that, that, that holistic point of view and ensuring we capture it. So more recent phenomena, for instance, um, around biosecurity um, and these types of issues have really come to the fore, particularly as it impacts around policing and emergency management, and we can get into that. Um, but there are a myriad of other issues that, that, that cross into this disaster threshold. Um, and you can see from the outline of, of the um, event and the symposium that the different angles that speakers are taking at this. We've got people looking at domestic violence uh, within the context of disaster, drug use and drug policy, um, the types of harms perpetuated by you know, large-scale corporations and these types of things that contribute to disaster, harm to animals uh, in these types of contexts and the like. So it's, it's really striving to cover this, again, very broadly, but with that unique and specific attention to rurality and how these play, how these um, how these issues play out and impact uh, within rural spaces, and hence the focus there on you know prevention, response, but also recovery. And again, those will be very unique to to how we approach that with a rural lens. So, how does this disaster impact crime? Does it make it easier? Is that 
one of the big things? Yeah, so we can think about it in a lot of ways. You can think about sort of the obvious thing, right? When, for instance, uh, police dealing with looting uh, during events that have, have seen people have to, you know, uh, vacate their homes and things like that. Um, we think about arson uh, during uh, bushfires and, and the, the human contribution to these types of issues. Um, and I think that, that that's one level. But we also think about, again, you know, kind of human contribution to disaster, uh, global warming, environment, uh, climate and crime, um, and how these types of issues feed into it. And I think if we, if we sort of step back and think about the Center for Rural Criminology, we've got a number of key research areas. Um, and kind of when we're re- reviewing our program um, uh, early last year, we really realized just how much um, the things that we're studying, uh, almost by no choice of our own, keep overlapping into this disaster management and issues around that. So, you know, one example is, is farm crime and, 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 and uh, crime prevention and the impact upon farmers that these types of disasters have on them, whether it's drought, bushfire, how that plays into mental health, social trust, all of this impacts upon crime in communities. Um, other areas uh, that the center focuses on is around violence. And like I said, there's a group coming up from Monash uh, Violence, uh, Gender Violence Center, to discuss how this type of crime is perpetuated in a context of disaster. Um, one of our other research areas, of course, is on policing. Um, and I cannot think of another um, another sort of profession or occupation that is going to be more impacted uh, by uh, changes in disaster. Um, you know, speaking with the police locally, uh, as well as those that deal with rural issues, uh, more and more of their jobs are centering around disaster and recovery um, and this concept of emergency management. Um, I think a really good example of that comes with the pandemic, which I, I didn't mention as a, a good example of disaster that we'll be looking at. I mean, that was clearly a serious disaster that had a number of implications across a, a variety of areas. And it was very unique, I think, to Australia, but also interesting to see the role of the police in that pandemic. And I've had the opportunity to talk to a lot of police about this. And uh, on one end, uh, I guess you could uh, conceive of it as a more negative or enforcement end, that is enforcing public health issues uh, or um, mandates. Um, And on the other end was that a lot of, particularly those rural police, fit into roles around vaccination delivery in very rural, remote spaces. And so their job really sort of changed on its head overnight, and they, 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 they were in disaster management mode for quite a significant amount of time. These days, they're very much focused on biosecurity issues, varimite virus, um, different uh, uh, diseases coming from overseas that might impact upon um, uh, um, farming animals and what that would do to the GDP and the economy, etc. And so policing is, is, is you know, very, very much um, a changing occupation, I would say. So it's great that we have the the Deputy Commissioner of Police, Peter Thurtell, coming up. Uh, he's responsible for emergency management and policing, so he'll be able to talk about that from that practical end. Um, and then, yeah, I think the, the, the latter two areas uh, that the center covers off is drug uh, uh, use production in rural areas. We've got a speaker coming up around how the sort of stress and strains related with disaster in rural spaces combined with a lack of sort of infrastructure that addresses alcohol and other drug use can see those issues uh, increase and, and quite significantly without the kind of uh, help and services available. And then finally, we've always had an arm of our research focused on environment, climate, and crime, and that, that connection is a little bit easier to make to disaster. So we've got, um, we've got people within the center focused, for instance, on water theft. 
um, and and the issue of of, of this uh, particular in the Murray in the Murray Darling Basin. So, the center's really been sort of tangentially around disaster management um, and uh, issues of disaster and emergency management policing for a long time. Um, and so, this is just our sort of opportunity to. I guess really plant our flag in this space, particularly from that rural criminological perspective, by bringing together all these key key players and contributors to to hopefully, um, yeah, make some forward progress on how we can uh, prevent, respond, and recover from these types of issues. In the past, you know, we've had a chat about how you know not reporting crime is one of the biggest barriers to responding to crime, and how distance is another huge one. When it comes to where police are posted, I'm not sure if you can speak about this from a criminological perspective, does the area they were brought up in really affect how they interpret the issues? Like if someone from Sydney goes to the police academy and they get stationed out in Broken Hill, are they really going to be able to understand the needs having not lived in that community? Yeah, and I think that you've, you've sort of hit the nail on the head that doesn't always actually get brought up into rural uh, issues, but that... That, that sort of need for lived experience across a, a number of domains. And I think that that has especially come out in our, our research on farm crime. Um, so, for instance, I've probably used this anecdote too many times, but it's too good not to. Uh, Dr. Alistair Harkness, in some of his research, talked about a farmer who called the cops uh, compl- reporting a variety of uh, rams stolen. And the cop came up and started talking about American pickup trucks, um, you know, as opposed to the beast that he actually lost. And that really um, sent a cultural divide right there. But, you know, when, when, when you don't have that, that cultural understanding, um, and even then when you can sort of um, talk the talk but you can't walk the walk around what's going on, pretty significant difficulties to actually being able to police the problem, particularly in communities where they perhaps aren't always trusting and revealing with their information right off the get-go. And so what we actually see through our research, for instance, is this rural crime prevention team that involves actually a lot of you know, men and women who have actually come from the land, have experiences in farming, have experiences with these types of issue. We see a much more positive response from farmers. And I think that has less to do with the capacity to solve the crime because of all the difficulties that we've talked about before. And for instance, finding stock that had gone missing <laughs> three months earlier. And it has a lot to do, I think, with that community feeling seen and heard. That is, they're, they're talking with someone who understands, you know, that the loss of rams isn't the loss of pets or American pickup truck. It's actually a serious attack on their livelihood and risks their families, their communities, etc. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a, that's a really key point. And I imagine, kind of going back to the theme of this conversation, that would very much bleed into disaster management when it unique or emergency management and, and the response to disasters when that uniquely takes place in rural areas. Um, and it is very unique, its occurrence in rural areas. Um, not only the fact that a lot of these are environmentally oriented, right, but when you have bushfires blazing through rural and regional areas and you do not have the infrastructure to support those communities, it's very, very different story, you know, than when cities are facing sort of floods and these types of things. Um, that sort of lack of, of support, um, yeah, often leads people a lot of times to fend for themselves and, and, and sort it out. And you see that with the way that, you know, farmers will burn their properties or have the availability of water or these types of things. There's very much a preparation to, to go it alone. Yeah. So given that this symposium is geared towards rural crime, Will there be farmers there to have a chance to ask questions, share their perspective, get involved? Yeah, so the symposium is is wide open. Um, we have 100 tickets available. 
uh, for the symposium. I think those are actually almost already gone. Um, and we'd like a, a great representation from across communities because we want those voices. Um, when Alistair was originally conceiving of this, I think one of the, the main things when we were all sitting around the table talking about it was that it needs some purpose. I've talked to you about this before, that, that, that so what, you know, not just sitting in a room going through the motions for the sake of, of uh, you know, because that's what we're supposed to do as academics, but it's actually what can we take out of this? And that's why we've strived so hard to include, you know, practitioners, emergency management personnel from the New South Wales Police, um, as well as community members so that we can answer those questions in a, as holistic manner as possible and combine all those perspectives. And at the end of the day, uh, we'll be producing a large-scale report, a public-facing report based on this, on this important symposium. And we hope that it does have some tangible solutions for specifically how rural areas um, can prevent, respond, and recover when these disasters strike. Yeah, that's fantastic. And the symposium's coming up, I think, towards the end of November, right? Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming in today, Kyle. It's great to chat to you again, and I look forward to actually attending the symposium and hearing from people. Great. It'll be great to have you there, Ash, and thank you again for the time.